back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Justin Anderson, and today we are talking with the one and only Kerry Sexton. She was the first PCA bikini pro, and she absolutely nailed her shows this year. And the reason that I want to get her on is I want to see how she's got to this point, and hopefully she can share some tips with yourselves on how to go about becoming a pro yourself if that's where you want to go. So I'll leave her to introduce herself and find out more about her. But welcome, Kerry, to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me. Um, so do you want to give a bit of an overview of how you've got to this point? Because I think many people can relate to you on many levels of how you got into this competing world. So just for people that maybe don't know about you or haven't heard the whole story, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, um, okay, so... Let's go all the way back, uh, right from before I started, I guess. Um, So, obviously, I used to be bulimic, and so I I came straight in from from that, really. And I started going to the gym. Um, my, My dad, it all started with my dad, to be fair. He started getting into fitness, um, losing weight for himself and um, went to see someone like a coach um, just about nutrition um, someone who my sister kind of found it was called Vi and it was kind of like a herbalife thing um, which is quite um, funny but they put you on like a macro split so anyway I was really over interested in that um, so I went along everyone was kind of a bit like why why are you so interested in this why do you even want to go so I, I was started to go to the gym at this point um playing football probably five times a week used to play football for my college and another team so my cardio output was very high and I had no idea about nutrition so I started um going with my dad and basically was a cardio freak and just couldn't stop doing cardio and managed to worm myself into a bit of a vicious cycle with very high like energy expenditure and not very very much food going in which obviously then led to cravings and this is where I started to make myself ill basically so then I went along with my dad to this person and got put on my first ever macro split so that was probably like two and a half years ago now I'd say two years ago with that, I asked my dad if I could start going to the gym with him. I had to put a lot of trust into these people that I could eat fat and I could eat carbs. And I used to question my dad quite quite a lot. Like, Dad, am I really going to be okay if I eat carbs and fats? You know, like all of that. And, yeah, I started, so I asked if I could train with him. And they were like, well, mm, okay then. Didn't think they really thought, like, much of it. But just thought they would let me off for a one-off. And, um so my dad was training with another guy who was kind of helping him and I think they saw something in me and they said to me oh and my dad went to watch a show and he said Kerry you should do one of these one day and I was like oh I hate muscles no way I am never gonna do anything like that (laughs) honestly I used to um I didn't like muscles which is it's quite funny really (laughs) so then I started to go and I started to progress and I started to enjoy it and um, then all of a sudden I think it was like one in the morning and I thought I want to do this I want to do this now so I picked Federation UK DFBA and there I was 
and all of a sudden I was five weeks out from a show. <laughs> um, so literally just like that, five weeks out from a show, um, and I'd only been training probably about like six, seven months, <laughs> um, and not for and I was obviously learning. I never went to the gym before that, so it was all very, very brand new. Um, still got angry at exercises, which I couldn't feel the right muscles. I'd be like, is this meant to be working this muscle? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, ah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, then I took to the stage on two days after my birthday, which was the, so that was the 5th of June. What are we? It would have been 2016, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20, yeah. Um, and I will add in there that the last time I made myself so ill, made myself sick, was, I think it was like, it was five, six weeks before that first ever show. And that was the last time, like, I ever did it. Um, I just started, like, with a new coach at that point um, of the five-week mark. And I think I ate something around that point, uh, overate a lot, because I was... It was all so new to me. I'd never even had a healthy lifestyle. So it was all a bit crazy the way it started. And I did, I made myself ill doing that um, just before that show. But after that, as I got to know my new coach and, you know, get into it, that was the last time. And I knew that it wasn't like a bad thing to eat extra. You know, she made it okay. You know, so it took that away um so that was that um so yeah and then obviously I did that show UK DFBA what was it USN classic and um I played second and it was funny as well because I didn't really enjoy it that much but I came second and I'm quite a competitive person and was like well uh, I just came second let's try and get first next time I want to invite to the British finals um so I didn't actually know this that you can only get through to the finals if you've only got a first place and I think that's really crazy yeah yeah it is so um I was like right okay here goes so I think I can't remember how many weeks after it might have been like six to eight they told me to come back a bit fuller um I didn't really have like the muscle mass back then to be ultra ultra lean so I came back a little bit fuller and took that first place and again didn't really think that much of it didn't really enjoy it all that much <laughs> which is still strange um didn't really, it wasn't that confident on stage um it was kind of I guess the buzz of like doing well <laughs> kind of kept me going so then heard about this little federation called PCA which well, we're not obviously anymore, are they? yeah um so I I like had a message obviously it was a new federation my coach had already um competed with them but I never really thought you know much about it for me I was kind of like all right yeah one day I'm gonna compete with UK BFF and all that malarkey anyway (laughs) so I then I got a message from someone saying hey like you should come and compete with us and I was sort of like "Mm," like "Mm, well like, who is this guy? And, like, mm, don't know whether to. <laughs> um, and it was the UK Open 
Um, so that took me to the UK Open. I can't remember the exact dates. So I really can't think the UK Open was the second of yeah second of October. But um, uh, at this kind of stage, so obviously before my first show, um, my nan died, and uh, I just split up from a seven-year relationship, um, who had been with since I was like fifteen. So I was kind of going through a bit of a tough time, which I guess is why I found this intense focus on bodybuilding um, and just could completely just, you know, do what I wanted to do and be, I was guess I was quite like selfish. I, I think I, I didn't even have a proper job at this point. Um, I, I was at a job that I really, really hated. I, had to leave EasyJet because I had um, an illness called labyrinthitis, which was to do with my inner ear. So, um, yeah, I went through a lot. And basically, around the time I was meant to do the Midlands show, which I did end up doing, but that was on, like, the 22nd or something, 23rd of October last year, 2016. Um, But before... So that was the show that I was meant to do. I wasn't meant to do the UK Open. However, I kind of wanted to pick up sticks and book flights to Australia for the 16th and I was going to just go <laughs> just go I'd had enough of everything basically and um I even even picked a federation because I'd just kind of come off stage I picked a federation out in uh, Australia and signed up to that and I was just going to go out there and like do whatever really um thought I could try and make it big time out there <laughs> and stuff so um it's all such a muddle um and I I said to, it was Ryan Alexander, I said to him, I wrote out a message to say that I wouldn't be competing in the Midlands show. And then I deleted it. And then I wrote it again and thought, oh, you know what? I don't know who this guy is, but I will just tell him anyway that I'm not going to do his show. You know, it's common, you know, it's decent for me to do that. So I wrote out this message, said, sorry, I'm going to Australia a few days before your show. I won't be making it anymore. And his reply was, do the one on the 2nd of October. And I was like, what? Like, there's no way I would be ready for this. Like, no way I'd be ready for this show. Like, not at all. Um, It would have taken, like, quite a lot, if you know what I mean. Um, A whole 24 days, whatever. And um, I said, all right, Mm, no, I don't want to do it. And then he was like, well you should and I was like okay fine like I'm gonna just ask my coach and she said right this is dangerous you know whatever blah 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 do you want to do it it's not great you shouldn't you should, probably shouldn't and with that I said right okay yeah let's do it <laughs> so um obviously then I I won that show my first ever PCA show the um UK Open won that and then what uh and then I got selected for Team GB so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what What even is this? And, like, it was new back then. I think I was, like, one of the first to be selected for it. Um, then I... So were you selected for China and Korea before you did the British finals? No. Uh, no, how did that work? No, no, it wasn't before that. No, definitely not. Um, I think I decided that just after, um, once they announced some shows that they had coming up. So, yeah, then um, obviously I ended up thinking, oh, do you know what? I actually enjoyed that show. 
and obviously I had I felt like this could be quite a big opportunity but I'd already walked away from my job handed my notice in they'd already filled it out Um, but then I decided to cancel my flights three days before and ended up at Midland show and I thought you know what like I want to do this and I think I was I think yeah there was prize money on it maybe and I was like if I can win this like it means that I can do this show and find a job in the meantime and maybe just have some money to tie me over just from winning this show but I thought what is the chances of me winning it and then the battles I went through because I'd won the first one got selected for team GB and thought holy crap if I turn up to this show and like I've been selected for this body power you know that was it I probably should have left the show there but no I'm an addict so there you go I did another one and then on the day I was like if I like don't win this it's gonna maybe mentally knock me for this show because I was already messaging them because I'd seen that some of the athletes they'd had selected for the body power show were like you know then there were IFBB pros and I remember messaging Ryan Alexander saying look I don't think you've made the right decision here like, am I really worthy of being in this GB thing? And, you know, he said, um, you know, like next year might not be your year. You never know. I mean, the, there's quite a lot of seasoned athletes, but, um, you know, you could come back in two years and, you know, be amazing, blah, blah, blah have enough muscle mass. Because obviously I was so new, hadn't even been training for like a year. But then, yeah, and then I got selected for the Welsh show. And I was actually going to do um, a show with my dad because my dad... Um, did uh was it pure elite transformation category and he placed like third and um I was going to just do pure elite on the same day as the Welsh um but then I chose to stay like just PCA side I thought I'm not gonna even though PCA said no go and compete with your dad like that's so cool that's super cool you might never get that chance again I was like no I just want to go to Wales and do that (laughs) so I did that and won that and there you go I like hit my first off season and my next show from that date was the body power didn't think I was gonna be able to do you know very well or anything with it especially from the conversations I'd had with like feedback from shows and stuff you know that yeah like I was good enough amateur level but you know give it a chance for the next level you know so what was the feedback? Was it about the muscle mass or? Yeah, muscle mass needed more definition, um, needed to come in leaner, uh, what else? Everything needed to just work at, on pretty much everything. So I felt very, very like amateur. <laughs> I did. Well, that's what I was like. It was I was just a high level like amateur, I guess, from winning them shows. Um, and with that. I kind of walked away like, yeah, well, you've given me that feedback. I might not do well next year, but watch this space. (laughs) Um, So diet and stuff wise, I just flitted really cut in one minute because I don't know. I didn't, wasn't coached. I was cut in one minute, eating whatever. I guess last season I, I like binged. I did all that. I think everyone goes through that in all honesty and I think it's kind of like important because then you realize that fitness and competing is to me now it's a bit more than um just being on stage like I like I now feel like for the first time I have like a healthy like 
connection with food and lifestyle and I think going through that binge phase and stuff it's not it's not nice it's so you almost like you want to develop a nice healthy connection with food and and I've, yeah I don't know so I learned a lot from off season the only thing I kept consistent really the whole time was just lifting really just I just kept training I was just training and training learned more and more about the body started breaking muscle groups down I was training um off season I was training six days because I you know it was kind of like I, I didn't have a boyfriend I enjoyed being at the gym and I was like I could see my future in the fitness industry so I just wanted to put all I could in really so I was breaking down like all my body parts just making sure I was training everything twice a week food was just whatever at this point and then I remember going to I remember going to um like Emporium or somewhere and I remember uh like Ryan saying to me wow like wow you've you've been working hard (laughs) um maybe I might have been wrong about you and then I obviously that just spurred me on to work, keep working hard. And then here we had it. Started with a new coach in January time, which was a long prep. Uh, so that's when I first kind of started for May. That got me set up for body power. And I didn't really bring the physique that I wanted to bring there, in all honesty. So what sort of package did you want to bring to the stage that time? Mm, well, I didn't really, um, I was struggling a lot with, it was, peak week was where a year, uh, wait, was it a year, a year since my nan died? And that's when it started, um, peak week. And I, I had a real bad week. I was stressing. I was really, really, like, nervous, worried, because of, I, I thought back to what I'd, like, been told feedback-wise. And thought, well, am I going to cut it? Am I going to be good enough? I was kind of used to being, used to winning shows. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, this is going to be really strange. Like, what, what's going to happen here? I've gone from the top to probably, like, the bottom. Like, how's this going to, how's this going to feel? And honestly, that week um, run up to that show wasn't great. I was holding water one day, lost it the next. I was suffering with injury what injury was it it was your knee if I'm correct right yeah so um it stemmed from my well I know what it is now but back then I was having was being mistreated like basically I didn't know what it was so I thought it was my knee um I ran a half marathon like uh just before my first just for like January last year it's so not this year last year um just stepped in and ran a half marathon someone um who couldn't make it and their friend didn't want to run alone and I'd never really done running before and I did that and um basically my knees hyperextended and it made it worse I got told many things which I can't even remember now like cartilage stuff I went to the hospital I was like like throwing up in so much pain and stuff like that um but I just carried on training the whole way really through which was probably bad and then, yeah, I didn't actually, um, so for physique-wise, for that program, I was just holding water, probably didn't lose enough body fat. 
just wasn't really looking how I wanted to look. So uh, actually was really, really happy with coming second. Like, so happy about that. Didn't expect that at all. Um, I guess my own confidence at that point wasn't really there. Um, and then from that show, I obviously knew that the next show was British Finals. So I wanted to be tighter. So I kept working towards that. However, at this point, I had really hurt my knee. Well, my knee was very much playing up. Um, so I think there was like a five-week gap between the Pro-Am, two British finals, and I didn't um, train legs because I was injured. Didn't train them once, so I thought I was bringing no quads to British final, <laughs> basically. Um, and I like broke down the day before, and I only started walking the day before. Um, so it was all pretty pretty mad for that. So was you able to do any cardio during that time, or was it quite difficult? It was very painful. I um, stopped doing cardio, luckily, a week before. Um, I think that was... I didn't know, actually, at the time whether it was through um, me either being, like, injured, Kerry, don't push yourself anymore, whether you're ready, don't worry about it. She told me you're ready, don't worry about it, but I guess that worked, so... Um, um, but at the time I was also kind of thinking she only telling me to stop because of this injury like do I keep going do I just keep going anyway but no um, I was feeling really confident at this point to be fair with how I was looking I was literally I had a dream that I even like won the British finals Um, I do a lot of um, like mindset sort of based stuff so a lot of people say to me like oh how are you so good at posing well, within like the first um well yeah all I, I just do a lot of it when I wake up and when I go to sleep which sounds funny in my head I visualize um I do a lot of visualization where um I find that really powerful if you can see yourself if you're like on stage being you that's powerful but I've like read books and stuff where it's told you that if you can see yourself doing something so you're sitting there watching you it's meant to be like really powerful for you and I've kind of always like gone with that might sound weird I don't know um but I've kind of done that and yeah every time it seems weird that my posing's changed generally to how I visualized it without kind of yeah so I love that so when it came to your international shows and did they require different sort of posing did you have to kind of change your routine or your strategy when you're running up to those sort of shows um I think it's yeah it's quite similar I mean with PCA they're quite flexible you can kind of do what you want recently I've just sort of developed this different pose as well where my legs are like together I don't know if you've seen that yeah I don't know where that came from um yeah um yeah I can't remember who I saw do that I saw someone do it and liked it and started working that one out (laughs) um Obviously, I practice, I do, I have started to practice more than I did last, last year. So I kind of do both now, mentally and uh, physically, (laughs) which is always good. So yeah, and then obviously from, from British finals, where I got my pro card, then I had the options of competing in South Korea or China or and or both. Probably should have picked um, maybe just the one. <laughs> Didn't quite realise how much um, stress flying can put, you know, on the body and 
did find it quite hard once I'd committed to it. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, I've committed to this now. I like need to do it. But um, I guess you kind of, I found it really hard to stop. Like I kept going with the like, it was every two weeks. It was it was, it was a bit ridiculous, really. Um, the Midlands show, kind of wish I didn't do. I'm really happy with how I placed. I was about to say, because you came third in the Midlands show, didn't you? Yeah. And my feedback from that show was that I was looking tired. I mean, my weight kind of dropped. I definitely lost muscle mass. But my I always find this is so bad. My I think my mentality is just push, 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 push. And my body's like, no, but I'm still like, no, you're going, you're going, you're doing it. Like, whereas I probably should have just taken myself off the gas after um, China and stopped there. But I think I learned a lot from pushing. So I find that like, you know, from, okay, yeah, I lost a lot of muscle mass. And yeah, I didn't really place where I wanted. I, I'm like, well, happy that I placed third because with how I was kind of looking towards the end like you know I feel like yeah hats off okay you deserve to play today like well done but it's kind of put me in a place now whereas I think I want to be more about show selection more about eating into shows it's kind of I've learned a lot about myself basically through doing that and that and the fact that I know I push myself when I need to listen to myself yeah, I think that's an interesting point because it's great to have that mindset to really push yourself past that kind of threshold where you think you can actually go and many people don't yeah. get to that. But I guess at the same time, it's like the angel of the devil is listening to when to really push yourself and then at the same time when to pull that back and uh-huh. listen. So I guess it kind of, over time, you get better with knowing how to kind of dip in and out of those kind of two different mindsets. Yeah, I think that's what it is really. Yeah, I feel like that yeah I probably have learned it all it's all very like it's it's crazy I mean I know you said to me about like what's the difference between pro and am and I kind of feel like I kind of skipped a stage that would have been quite like you know sometimes it's it's (laughs) I look at some of the pros and it's taken them like quite long to get where they are and stuff like that and they've they've experienced like a lot and like this was like whoa just new just like I feel like I almost my coach would say to me it's it's like we've skipped a, a stage so I had to kind of develop the mentality really quickly obviously flying all over the world as well um and obviously I you know when I did the uh I think it was this South Korea I'm looking at people that have just competed in Olympia and I'm like what like what this is absolutely mad and so that was quite hard but I just was like no like no you're good enough to be here like come on you can do this and I'm I think in my first year so like I said remember when I said about going to Midlands and thinking oh my god like I need to almost do well here because um because of my mentality I, I remember looking around backstage and stuff whereas now I don't do that I just like zone in on myself I don't care about like what anyone else is doing over there what they're wearing how they're looking um I just really try and I just zone in on myself really um I think that's important I think that's another thing that like as I've gone through the journey I've like 
learnt, I can only focus on what I can control. So basically, why care about what anyone else is doing, what they're bringing? It's such a personal sport. It's not a team sport, is it? Well, so you can't really, you just need to focus on you, um, which is hard, isn't it, to um, to stay on that like wavelength I think because you do see things especially with social media um which I know like I always you look at someone and you almost forget what you are what you look like like wow like she's got amazing this and then quite often if I've ever done that I then look back at a picture of me and say oh actually no you've got amazing this and you've got amazing that almost like if I ever found myself in that place of comparison, I would take myself back to me again and make sure I leave myself in a positive, on a positive note, you know? Yeah, but I guess in a way, like, it's a good kind of selfish, like, you can't escape the fact that this sport is a selfish sport, but I definitely do think it's how you kind of use that. Yeah, because I was speaking to Phoebe Hagen about this, about how different people kind of behave, not behave, but what works for them, like, just before they go on stage. Like, I like to be sociable, but at the same time, like, probably 10 minutes out, like, I do like to kind of do a bit of a zone out, like, maybe, like, yourself. Um, but, yeah, I guess it kind of works differently for different people. Yeah, I mean, like, what you just said about the socially bit, I actually, I, I'd say I'm actually, maybe I didn't explain, like, properly, I am in the social, like, like in Korea, in China, mixing backstage, talking to all the girls, like, but when I say zone out, I, like, I almost, like, I guess don't, I'm not, like, I don't know how to put it. Uh, so are we in, like, a complete, but I'll zone out from maybe, like, the sport, <laughs> if that sounds right. Like, I won't think about anyone's physique. I will be enjoying the backstage, like, stuff but I I zone out from like as in I zone out from what anyone else looks like like no one else matters to me at this point I guess yeah I get what you mean it's kind of like probably a few minutes before stage then you kind of do zone out but then you have the kind of balance of the social and the focus bits that you kind of need to do if you know what I mean I can definitely relate to that I yeah I do that as well I sort of like get into a bit of a zone like you know you're pumping up time that's when it's me time that's when it's game time that's when like I'm focused in on myself only and you know then I think at that point it is like if someone comes up to me and asks me something it's kind of like like I look at them like I'm trying to do something here (laughs) like you know like yeah like well like well hold on I'm trying to go through certain things in my own mind here and like you know them deep breaths that you need to take before you go on stage to like relax yourself and yeah, so, yeah, I suppose that bit's very, but the, you know, bit before we get, when you're told, like, 10 minutes, I guess that's the point where it's kind of like, yeah, that's my time now. But I think that's quite important. I, I, I kind of think that probably most athletes will do that anyway. Yeah, so you mentioned previously that your first couple of shows, you didn't really mm. enjoy them as much, but obviously that's kind of <laughs> developed and changed now. So what yeah. was it that kind of was the moment that you started to really enjoy the shows? It was generally that PCA show. It was so much fun. Like, it was so much fun. Um, we did, like, the pose down and stuff like that. Like, um, But it was funny, actually. I almost didn't make it on stage for that show. 
forget about that. Um, I started getting really, really bad cramps. Um, I got cramps, like, in my shoulders and everything. And I went to get glazed and I told the woman, like, I, like it was Louise from Liquid Sunrays. I said, like, oh, like, just, like, I might as well not be here being glazed. I keep cramping up. There's no point. And then um, I had, like, minutes. No, I had, like, five, ten minutes. And someone got me some potassium. And, like, it it went. And um, well, I didn't even know if it went. Basically, I was rushing around trying to get everything done, you know, like you do. And then um, everyone was lined up just about to walk on stage. And I was the first one to who actually had to go out. And I'm, like, running through. There's always drama that follows me. <laughs> I swear. So I'm, like, running through, like, oh, my God, like, I'm here, I'm here. And they're, like, you're number one. Like, go on. So I'm, like, whoa. Like, hey. Like, <laughs> whoa, just coming on stage. And I'm, like, popping out. Like, whoa, make an entrance. But I made it on stage anyway. But, no, that's that was fun. Like, I really enjoyed that because – they did like a pose down which I'd actually never done before and I remember um it was I'd only ever done um tea walk and never done eye walk before and then so I was like I got told actually that day that it was a tea walk and um all of a sudden they've called my number out and they were like I walk and I'm like oh my god what the hell is an eye walk I had no one to watch it was me first I remember that I just literally winged it like I just wing everything <laughs> so um and luckily it was like okay <laughs> but I remember being like whoa yeah god I was like what what they told me as a two walk oh that was that was funny god I can imagine I think I'd be like a deer in headlights so what about the international shows what do you think because I've never done an international show before myself so what do you think is required um and maybe things that people need to look out for if they are going to compete abroad like what can they expect and how (sighs) does it differ it's all wow it's all completely different wow what an experience (laughs) I'm like sitting here looking at my ceiling like wow um so I don't know you're obviously like well out of your comfort zones um and obviously you know like coming up to a show it's kind of like relax 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 it's right on the flip of that (laughs) it's kind of like wow panic panic am I gonna make this flight am I gonna be holding water from a flight um is my food you know am I going to be allowed my food through here what happens if I'm not allowed my food through here um and then there's obviously um language like barriers it's quite stressful really um then there's like yeah all the language barriers um then obviously you know you're going to another country um athletes are completely different I would say as well um most athletes I don't know like it must be just obviously the international thing or they're a lot like a lot more like muscled so a bit more like heavily muscled like I I definitely couldn't have gone there from my first year if you know what I mean like if they literally said to me a week after the UK Open you know you're gonna come to an international show yeah it wouldn't have been the same like I took a complete like different condition it was a lot like a lot tighter um had to be a lot tighter had to have more muscle mass pretty much that um but it's not yeah it's definitely not as like relaxed as just competing in the UK there's a lot more that kind of goes goes with it a lot more 
don't know. Because I remember seeing you and Venice, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I know you were telling each other. Did you uh-huh. have to do your own hair or makeup? Was that another thing you had to kind of look after? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not very good, really, at doing makeup. Um, in China, <laughs> um, in China, wow. Uh, it was about, obviously, we did two categories there. Um, we had, like, I think it was, like, half an hour until um, we were going out on stage to do this first um, category, which was to, it was called, like, gluteus or something. It was just to do with your glutes. You all had to wear, like, the same outfits and stuff. But anyway, um, I had someone, you know, like, out there, they said to me, um, the organiser, um, she said to me, you know, there's someone there who's going to do your makeup and hair. So I'm like, oh, brilliant, that's cool. So I rock up and everything. Took my own, luckily. Um, and I sat down in the chair with no mirror and a lady who, you know, she's Chinese, she can't speak English, um, which fair enough. So I was showing her pictures using translator. Um, it was all going like really well. Thought, you know, she, thought she had a bit of an idea of how I kind of wanted it done. Um, and I sat down and then she picked up a colour <laughs> that she was going to put on my face. So, you know, your foundation no mirror in front of me and she says is this color okay and I'm like uh mm, uh like you know it's so day. I'm stressed I'm thirsty I'm like all this and I'm like oh my gosh like is this really happening like is this my color I don't know so I'm like sitting there like literally looking at her going cross-eyed saying like like trying to make out that I can't look at myself (laughs) and um I ended up um just saying uh, she did a little bit and I looked in the mirror and it just wasn't really how I wanted it. It was really hard to explain. So a lesson learned there is if anyone's going international, um, maybe just learn how to do your makeup if you're not great at it like me. <laughs> um, but I had to do it myself with about 20 minutes to go, um, which was very stressful, obviously, just before going on stage. I've just had a look and do you know what? You couldn't even tell. Oh like, my you gosh. did a pretty good job, to be fair. Oh, good. I'm glad. But I can tell looking at pictures um compared to like when I've had it done by someone do you know what I mean but um so but yeah that um I had to get that done that show was interesting as well um didn't really know what I signed up for when I uh did these two categories I ended up with bottoms that fitted me in the morning and because I was on stage off stage on stage off stage about eight I think it was eight times nine times um my bikini bottoms um didn't even fit me in the evening they were dropping off me I'd lost weight throughout the day didn't have like I didn't really it was hard to connect with like my coach out there obviously um so I was kind of winging it (laughs) again um didn't know whether if I was gonna eat if I was gonna smooth over tried a new process the night before um which was burger and chips and everything and didn't know if I didn't know what I was basically doing on the day really it was quite tough um and I think if you would have saw my Instagram I I like being honest and I will always be honest like no show I think or now I've learned no show day not every show day goes to plan you know like I really didn't there was no mirrors at the venue at that China one you like it's nice to kind of look to see you know sometimes you can almost see yourself as something you're not and then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like, you are in the right condition. Or, you know, you can sort of judge what you kind of need to do. I couldn't really do that. 
so I kind of just had to go with looking down. <laughs> it was quite hard. Um, so that I was I was crying on my Instagram actually, just saying I felt basically I was knackered anyway. Um, I didn't feel like I was gonna do myself proud, anyone proud, whatever. Um, just didn't feel very great that day. I was very tired from Korea, which was obviously two weeks before. It was a gap of like a week before I flew out again on another twenty something hour flight. Um, so that was quite mentally tough um, that day. Whereas in Korea, I felt very headstrong, very like I've got, I've got this like kind of thing. So do you think, like, just put it out there, it was your fourth show, wasn't it? Fourth show, if I'm correct. Fourth, yeah. Do you think maybe you got to the point that you you're, you were just getting really, really tired and that could have maybe affected you because you did so many shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the year before that, my first ever year I did my first show in June and my last show was November and I actually did six shows in total there um so I thought and hence why I was like yeah I'll be fine to do these shows yeah let's do it like I'll be fine I was fine last year with like uh back-to-back peak week and stuff like that um I think flying really takes it out of you um obviously I had to go back to work um in between these as well I mean so it was still had to get everything done and then I was like holding water and stuff and trying to like (laughs) diet away water which obviously you don't do that (laughs) you don't need to do that but you know I was kind of just doing what I kind of was told and what I had to do and so yeah that kind of see I've learned a lot from them and I'm really looking forward to going out again you know to these places next year um and I'll have a bit more of a back knowledge to it all now so what shows do you think you'll be doing this year ah ah (laughs) okay (laughs) um so I'm gonna do body power which is in may um and i've obviously just um heard that there are now world championships um obviously i want to do that so i'm going to do that which is october november next year so um i'll be doing that as well um i mean florida's in august (laughs) so basically what I'm doing is I have got a few them shows that I mentioned in my mind um however I am going to carry on with what I'm doing at the moment see how I feel um and then I'll decide for sure then um and also I'm waiting pretty much for all of the um international shows to be released so that I can work out a good sort of structured plan um as to what I'm going to choose to do but um I do 100% want to do body power so I do know that will be like a definite so when it comes to the international shows can you kind of choose which ones you have or is it a case of like here are your options sort of thing yeah I believe that's the way it's going to be um I believe that's the way it's going to be yeah so you can choose which ones you want really yeah I think I'm not going to say 100% but I yeah I think so I think that's the way it's going to work but um obviously they haven't they haven't released them yet and then I guess I'll be um 
discussing plans as such then and finding out a bit more then when they do get released it's kind of I guess where PTA are quite new it's kind of a waiting game sometimes just waiting to find out what direction things are kind of going in it's been incredible though to like it really has been like part of it all from literally like one of the first GB athletes like and all that stuff is literally it's been so good to see it grow and like I've held like a lot of faith in it as well because obviously I've like like we do put a lot of work in but um I've like sacrificed a lot of my year um to keep doing things and stuff like that just to I just want to yeah I just want to kind of like dominate it really and just get the most out of it as I can and just enjoy all the experiences that it brings so but it has literally been I've never dreamt that I would ever be doing this kind of stuff like you never know and I swear that's just why I wing wing life (laughs) so you're in your off season now uh And I know this can be, like, one of the hardest things for any competitor, whether you're female or male, to uh-huh. kind of get your head around when it comes to food, training, body image, and that sort of thing. And I know that on your Instagram, you've been putting a lot about how you've been yeah. trying different things. And, yeah, I don't know if you uh-huh. want to kind of be kind of tell people how you've been getting on, what you've found. And, yeah, just talk to us a bit more about that side of things. Yeah. Um... Well, first of all, um, I obviously dabbled a little bit. I had a nine-week gap uh, between... I had a nine-week gap. I can't even remember what show it was in between now. British finals and Korea and that. Um, I kind of dabbled for the first time in, like, um, forever in tracking macros and stuff because I almost wanted to see what I could get my... If I could get myself into a little sort of semi-habit... Um, because obviously I had, a, I had like a 12-week kind of gap in between the shows, I think it was, but a nine-week gap of just life before we started a mini cut again. Um, so I dabbled then, back then, and I ended up nine weeks post-show at just five pounds off of um, my stage weight. And uh, so that, and that was really, it was really nice. I was playing around with foods and stuff, and I wrote a list, and I've still got like the list now, a um, bit more of a like mental one now. Uh, so this off season, I sort of approached in that same respect. So I um, I did it myself. Um, all I kind of like said to my coach, I really want this time. I want to be like, I want to see what I can do, how I can learn my body. Um, so I basically just put myself back after that show. Put myself. Um, I had two, three, three days, two days completely like away from plan like I was enjoying um Roxy from South Africa we were out I was taking her around Birmingham to all these wonderful food places um getting in like a lot of different varieties of food and whatever then um I thought right this is this is off season now so I went back onto my own little plan I did the whole I was like I want to kind of like reverse diet but not on the plan on the macros so I took like the macros from that plan that I was on previously and just um, so I could still be within reason like flexible. Um, but I just added like uh, 50 extra carbs, just basically increased everything just slightly. Um, 
spent a week like there and then um, refed myself cleanly at um, the weekend but just from this list that I have um, written of healthy like sort of like healthier like you know my, you know the things that you just crave when you're um, you know you just want more oats you just want more peanut butter you just want more honey yogurt and stuff like that um that stuff really hits the spot <laughs> for me um different you know like heck chicken sausages all that stuff so I wrote a massive list of that basically um which I always referred to um and so I did that and then I slowly just um I had like a refeed of whatever I didn't even track um then I just went back to this plan and slowly since then I've just been stepping I've just been keeping an eye on everything um just watching my like sort of food go up I've just been slowly increasing and increasing and increasing my strength's been going up my physique staying um, I think I'm like wow well, uh like five pounds five and a half pounds off my um stage weight currently however my like I've basically gone like I'm like on five six times the carbs that I was on <laughs> um like literally I dieted down to you know I was on like not very many high calories let's be honest you know it was protein and veg at quite a lot of stages so um now um, I just like this week I'm going to increase my fats a little bit but leave my carbs where they are I've just spent three days where I've like been like um like I guess where I worked really hard at the beginning of this where I stepped off stage part I was able to increase and now where I've been able to increase till such like for me um well I only like I'm really small um I'm only weighing like what 48 kg or something like that um so where I'm only small I mean 250 grams of carbs every day it's a lot isn't it so um luckily it's been I've had the most like wonderful three days um where I've just kind of being able to eat like what's the word intuitively <laughs> I can never say the word um because like I now know that like my body can like handle accept more foods so like you know I yesterday uh I made a cake for my sister um and you know I had little bits you know licked the bowl like had a few Reese's that were on the toppings had a few other bits had the fudge had this had that like um and whatever that was fine then on the friday i so yeah on friday i no on saturday sorry yesterday i like went to lakeside and didn't take one meal prep whatsoever but i just stuck with like my fitness pal kind of flexibly um ish um just made sure i got my protein in and then like basically i've had to keep making sure that i am having enough carbs um, and I'm not very good at judging that because it is quite a high amount for me. Um, it's it's easy for me to um, go under that without really realising. But it's crucial for me at this point to stay at that or higher because I do drop weight <laughs> quite quickly, easily, um, even though I'm on like quite a high amount of calories at the moment. And um, so it's kind of no, <laughs> no, it's literally it's crazy it's crazy to me it's all really new to me as well like this is the first time I've like experienced this kind of thing and it was scary to keep pushing up calories carbs you know 
like really was I'm like really like I'm like but I was finding I was getting days where I was just like like I was having crazy sessions going crazy or like in PBs left right center and then like it would get to midweek and I would be like completely crashing but I thought I was already on high enough like foods and then all of a sudden I would be like okay right I feel like rubbish I'm gonna weigh myself tomorrow and I'd be like what my weight's gone down what so then it was like okay we need to push um and I started to get cravings and stuff when it got near to this point. Um, I mean, I've I've done that thing where you put, like, a bit of chocolate in your day, a bit of this in your day, a bit of that, like, and that's helped a lot. I mean, today um, I went for, so, like, this is, like, day three of kind of eating, like, away from, like, macro tracking, which for me is a massive, massive thing. Um, never really being able to kind of do it for more than one day really two days yeah um but it's been like it's been great um and I haven't got that thing that I used to have where I used to uh you know so I've eaten today whatever I had for lunch and then had cheesecake and then had the cake that I made um and usually I remember like you know a year ago off season I would have been like ah do you know what sod it let's let's keep let's keep I might as well eat more now whereas now I've become a bit more mindful um and like I think that I appreciate food a lot now because how long was you on prep for if you started prep in or for the body power in May January yeah um yeah I I yeah I cheated like like well I say cheated but like I went off plan um had a few things going on obviously life wise um from that January point where I did message my coach and say like a few times at the beginning like I I need to just have a weekend to myself which was like fine and stuff like that um and then I actually had a time where like I, it was when I like drove back from somewhere really far away it happened a couple of times I couldn't stop like eating and stuff but as as it went on and on and on I developed into more of like a a lifestyle and like got rid of like the the kind of like guilt that comes with it now because I just know that like I seem to be able to have developed just to like I say go and have a one bit of cake and like that's nice and like I appreciate that and then cool that will be there maybe in a couple of days if like you know if I get invited somewhere it'll be there then and like I'm just enjoying I finally found some sort of balance that I never thought I'd find yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's trying to get into that right headspace of the food will always be there. Um, I know that's such a difficult one when you drive yourself for so long, but there's always gonna have it's always gonna be that time again that you will be able to eat it. Yeah, and it will. And and then if you're not like, you know, binging it down as such or eating so, 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 so much of it. Um, I mean, I guess like I, I associate like binge with the guilt that comes with it. Um, because if you you know, the way I look at it is if I then go all out, like literally all out like I used to, I would feel the guilt for like three days after. Who's to say like in the next three days I'm not going to get an invite like somewhere, you know, like, oh, Kerry, do you want to come for a coffee and cake or, you know, and then you're going to be sitting there, aren't you? Like I remember used to last year be sitting there thinking guilt around this bit of food because I'd I was still like recovering from the guilt from the other bits of food from you know we overeat and stuff so 
yeah, I feel like I've come in regards to like eating disorders. I feel like I've, I'm a new person. So like people need to know that like if you do, you know, apply these little sort of things, um, like food will always be there and to sit there and like enjoy the textures, the tastes, switch your phone off, like enjoy the meal. Like, you, you know, if you still feel like hungry straight away, whatever, have a drink, leave it half an hour and then you'll realize that you're like you're full and you've like enjoyed that food whereas before I wouldn't have done that and I think like I never saw last year like myself out of them horrible feelings and thought you know what like if this carries on and to be fair this would kind of make or break I wasn't going to continue in this sport if I couldn't improve my lifestyle my my health because that's what I kind of started it around that's why I got into this anyway like I wanted to improve my health so remembering that and taking it away from like you know aesthetics and stuff I think that's a really important thing to kind of note down that like bodybuilding should give you more than just the aesthetic kind of benefits like it has to go deeper whether that is overcoming some sort of um difficulty or just anything really and as well, I really admire you for saying that if it wasn't going to help you or benefit you, if it was going to have more negatives and positives and you were going to pull out, I think that's a really, really like, respectful um, and credible thing to kind of say and, and do because some people would not get to that point. And going on to like the topic of food again, I think it's really important that you put yourself in the right environment when you're eating your food. And it sounds so like anal in particular but I think it's so so important like you know not being um kind of glued to any form of technology and really like embracing the food that you're having it's I don't know there's all these little mini celebrations it's all really like I say it's still new to me like I maybe like you know people see me as like a pro and stuff like that but it's still so super new to me even this is the first time I can I can say I've I've got myself into like a healthy lifestyle and I'm really excited because I now know that my food's in place. Like my, I can, you know, dabbling around bits like got like at work, they've never, ever, 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 ever. Cause since I started working there, all I've been doing is like prepping. They've never seen me eat one single thing. Like, and the other day they had dominoes and they were all like laughing about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll have a bit. And they were like, <laughs> what yeah no seriously watching me watching me watching me eat one slice of dominoes and you know what? i sat back at my desk and i was like wow i've just had one slice of dominoes and i really enjoyed that and i wasn't like oh my god i'm gonna eat a whole dominoes now and the next day i came in they were like bet you went home and ordered the dominoes and i was like bet i sat down with my oats and loved every <laughs> mouthful of it <laughs> <laughs> I've got like a thing about oats I must say that though you know but I, I love having that really oh my god if that was me I don't know what I'd do that's strange yeah they do gluten free oats Try them. Yeah, they do, yeah. So yeah. What is it? Is it like the peanut butter powder or something like that? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that stuff. That stuff's amazing. Yeah, it's little alternatives like that. Like, I love peanut butter. But obviously, you can't eat, like, a whole shed load of peanut butter, really, can you? It's quite high in fats. <laughs> um, so, like, I always find little alternatives and little, like... I still use, like, um, all, like when I'm bored at work and stuff. Like, I won't... But I'll just eat, like, my cucumber and sweetener and stuff. Like, I still carry that kind of stuff forward. I just, like, enjoy it. Like, and that, like... I'm not go- like at the stages of this kind of climb up to getting higher. Extra like things like that really like help me, like sugar-free jellies. Um, I think sometimes some people like forget that as soon as they come like off of um, dieting for a show, like you know the day after, literally they'll forget about jellies, they'll forget about this, they'll forget about that. And I think just like on the build-up, instead of I see quite commonly people writing lists of like you know places they want to go and experience like food porn (laughs) um like just remind yourself of that and I think post-show that can be a really like helpful like tool um obviously like I'm all about balance as well like going out with like family and stuff like that but um I think for me personally this time round I must say actually yeah maybe this is a bit of a difference between how I was last year as an amateur and now as I am like pro I think a big difference um is oh my god what was I gonna say uh the difference between like the way I eat like if I eat like loads and loads of like you know like chocolate sweets and loads of stuff it really I don't know why I don't know if like anyone else feels this but my training the next day is generally not as good if I than if I've had like a cleaner refeed I get a lot more from it a lot more energy from that um, so I think, like, I take that bit more seriously now. I take that more, like, like I, I get more from that, more satisfaction from, like, doing that. And, yeah, which is different. Yeah, so that kind of works for me. I love, you know what, I love the fact that you said about still including foods that you had during prep. Like, I think that's something that I'm going to take away from this. Like, it's still... Yeah, using those foods that uh-huh. you enjoy during prep and actually got you through, yeah. like still using them, even when you're in your off season and when you get even past that. Exactly, exactly, because it fills a hole for a while. Like I know what I was going to say as well. Um, for me, for me personally, I, it does not work for everyone. Like I'm really, really great friends with Phoebe Hagen. We're really good friends, and she's completely different to me. Um, maybe it's where I'm like a smaller. Like, person, I don't really know. We're all different body-wise, but I couldn't... I've done it before. I did it last year, step off stage and eat whatever I want. And, like, I plummeted. Like, I mean, I went up, like, in weight. I felt mentally rubbish. I couldn't couldn't handle that. For me, I've just taken, like, the post-show, just as important as the, like, run-up to a show. I've treated it with the same respect, with the same, like, I need to... For me to, like... Yeah, I that's yeah, and I really needed to. It's what I personally like. I just felt like I needed to do, and it's really helped me because now um, I'm just like putting that little hard work, the the extra hard work um, for the like. I would say it was like it lasted for like two weeks, but it was hard, and I was like hungry all the time, and I was I was I knew I was free to eat whatever I wanted, but I knew that. For me, I just wanted to keep climbing them up so that I knew that I would hopefully, from what I'd seen other people do, like get myself into a position where I can like 
be more intuitive <laughs> because I would be able to climb my calories up a bit higher, like I say, and be able to like do that. Um, and now like with doing that extra bit of hard work, I just feel in a really like great place with a better relationship with food. Um, Definitely. It's treating off season and post show, like not the show date as the final date, like going way beyond that. Yeah. Cause like last year, like, I, I wonder in my head, like, oh, what would have, what, like, improvements would I have brought if I didn't spend half the week, like, cutting and depriving myself? And, like, I remember, like, you know, stepping off stage and, like, having to do, like, like guilt cardio all the time. Like, putting myself through absolute grimace, like, workouts that, like, and now I can just, like, I'm dropping my cardio off, like, leaving it behind and stuff instead of like like forcing myself to like do like a shit ton of cardio basically and yeah it's really it was really like yeah looking back now like it makes me like it's great I'm so glad it all happened in a bad way like that because I felt like you know all like we all need to go through certain things and I always say this to people as well like you know I get some messages sometimes how have you done this Kerry like how have you been able to why, why are you still lean how are you have you done this and like you are you gonna stay this lean and I just like say to him yeah but I wasn't I, I wasn't like that last year trust me once you've gone through this and you know it you're either gonna compete again and you'll probably realize that um you want to do things differently and you know sometimes you need to just go through it yourself you need to get through sometimes the crappy times to realize that oh I don't want to be like that person again come on let's like let's do this differently and then you then they'll help someone and then and yeah I don't know you know yeah it's been it's very been very different this year and I've like tried to like I think as well like more like help people and that helps me I got slightly like I read things obviously on social media and like I don't know social media is a big influence like I was speaking to another friend and um we were both saying how like um she she was like reverse dieting as well um and she felt like from seeing some people like some other people doing their own thing felt like she was like doing it wrong and like oh my god I should be like like I say like living life because a lot of people relate like life to food don't they as well um and I, I I thought that in my first two week thing when I found it really hard I was like oh my god like should I really be doing it this way like this is like I'm not really like should I be doing it this way like just question myself but I think I've learned more now just to go with how I feel and that we're all different we we all we all no one says anything about the way you die it's always post-show <laughs> oh my god this all over like this drives me nuts and I couldn't agree more like when you just see everyone yeah. making their comments about post show and then no one talks about like yeah. how to like get in or get out like oh it yeah I know exactly what you mean by that and every single person is different like I think everyone says it and everyone can get kind of annoyed by that statement but I think it's so so true when you're talking about stuff like this yeah I mean, like, me and Phoebe, like, I say, bring her up again. <laughs> um, no, um, so we're, like, really, really good friends, and we both, like, appreciate each other's ways. We are, like, she's completely, like, different to me. She will come off stage, and she'll 
like do it just completely different to me but we both like respect that we both have these different like approaches we are completely different ends of the scale but like we but it works for her and it works for me and it's like yeah it's like whatever and I think at the end of the day like sod all of it like as long as you're happy as long as you know your strength's going up your body's starting to hormones are starting to level out all the important stuff happiness like family social like whatever um balance developing the healthy lifestyle whatever eating healthy in the week as long as like you're happy with doing whatever you're doing like can't stress enough just do it and don't get sidetracked like from different sort of people it can be so easy like it can um and you can like obviously like like I did it last year I spent so much time like questioning what I was doing trying to follow what someone else was like almost doing and putting myself in a worse position like you can only control what you know goes on inside you and how you feel exactly right last question I think again it's like an hour now it's crazy okay so what are like your top tips for competitors mostly related to mindset and things that you think other competitors could benefit from potentially mm, take time out and do um like I, I I do more of this kind of stuff um like a, on the run up to I don't really have much time to kind of get away from it um well like first of all like before you go to bed and stuff stretching stretching and then like I don't know whenever I fall asleep like I visualize like obviously like I say like seeing myself on stage and stuff like that um oh gosh I don't know how to answer this um I listen to um even just on YouTube um you know searching you could search on there like uh you know like motivational speakers and stuff so in like hard in training sessions you know when you like literally know that you just need to get through that training session on um I don't really do it now I don't need that now um because of the energies there but you know when you've got them rubbish energy days um just like search on YouTube whatever um search like motivational speakers um and people will literally (laughs) be speaking to you in your ear telling you to get them last reps in there's like confidence ones as well I would leave them overnight um playing really quietly just by my bed um you know um like they would last for like like my full period of sleep like eight nine hours they're just on youtube to be fair um helping like they're like like meditation ones for when you sleep um that deal with like confidence and they get into your subconscious basically um that's a really good idea to help you get over like you know anxiety stress anything like that um which obviously like i would say like increases on as you're like dieting and stuff um i don't i don't know i'd like yeah i would just it can get hard to go to sleep and stuff can't it so you need to like you find it hard to switch off sometimes even now like even now like i did it two nights ago so i just got up and like started instead of laying there tossing and turning i don't know it just because i know sleep is just so important um started doing like stretches and stuff like that um then i always fall asleep like just naming things that i don't know if this sounds like weird um 
naming things that I'm grateful for. You know, otherwise you just lay there tossing and turning. <laughs> I just lay there, like, doing that kind of stuff. Um, then, obviously, when you eat and stuff, like we already spoke about, um, I think that is great, like, switching, sort of, switching everything off, switching your mind off, taking it slowly, um, not just wolfing down a meal within five minutes. And um, I think time, taking time, like, when you eat, uh, doing that, um like we when we spoke about food realizing that like it's still there it's always going to be there just enjoy like the bit that you you've got in front of you now and don't think about past that and then I don't know I used to work myself into a bit of a like stress as well like um on prep um with training I'd be like doing once my first I don't know set on a hard day or whatever um be like one exercise in then all of a sudden I find myself thinking about the next exercise and like it would make this exercise I'm doing like harder so I think just focusing on like the moment of what you're like like in and also like thing that's helping me at the moment as well get through like put my maximum like efforts in is realizing how many like sessions like I don't know say you train legs once a week let's say just to make it easy and uh you've got a show in 19 weeks what that's like you know uh if you're ill one week you take away a leg session um 10 days out you might not train legs take away another one you know and all of a sudden you're left with 14 leg sessions 15 leg sessions until your next show I mean, that should be enough to make you push <laughs> like that's what that's what i think i always think like about that also um with regards to training as well um when I get to you know like if you're training with someone they look at you and they say to you go on you've got two more reps yeah Yeah, I'm thinking in my head right okay I look like I've got two more reps that's like when my set starts for me them last the the push throughs like past that is is my like so if someone says to me oh you look like you've got two reps in you I'm like okay right at that two reps that's when my set like begins because I just find them like last reps like the crucial ones uh really uh what else um quite often (laughs) quite often um look at uh any pictures like uh show pictures or whatever um if I'm ever like trying to fire myself up for like a session or whatever um I look at pictures and I'm like right okay yeah this is why you're like here this is why you're doing this and I find that really like helps me to sort of get through like make the most out of sessions basically I'm finding training really good at the moment anyway or well, a deadlift complex weekend as well <laughs> it's a bit of a random one I know I never started deadlifting until two weeks ago um, and I managed to, I managed to do like just over double my body weight. So I was like, right, okay, I want to actually do well in this. And so now I'm doing a bloody deadlift competition. <laughs> oh, it's just at my, it's like my gym versus another gym. Oh, nice. It's in front of people. There's like, I can't, I've never deadlifted like not looking in a mirror. I've got to like look at someone in the eye when it's up there. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I've <laughs> never done bench before, and now I've got to do that as well. Oh, Crazy. That sounds so good. Don't I do like a squat, a bench and a deadlift? It's not the squat, but it is um, just uh, deadlift and um, bench. 
but that's another thing as well oh another tip um i would say that takes you away from like you know aesthetics and like the reason why we're having an off season in the first place is to like make gains make your body healthy enter you know like i literally went out of my comfort zone and was like right yeah okay i don't even know how to deadlift yeah go on then let's enter into this deadlift competition like work towards like like strength you know you're not going to the gym anymore for energy expenditure <laughs> like you're going there to like to lift and just really enjoy that and if if you're so strict as well this is another thing that like I wing as well so like say tomorrow I'm like right okay I'm gonna do a heavy shoulder session tomorrow and then I wake up tomorrow and I've had a really rubbish night's sleep uh you know I'm not feeling that great or whatever I still want to train because whatever so I go to the gym walk in the gym and I'm like oh heavy session yeah yeah yeah. but then I'm like no I mentally can't do a heavy session don't put yourself for it just don't just do either if you feel that rubbish obviously walk away but if you don't, then obviously just um, just change it. Do a do a high rep session, whatever. As long as you're like, just, just make the most of what you kind of got on the day, I think. So what do you do when it comes to injury? Like I'm having the same kind of issue with my knee. Um, I think something's slightly different, but if it hurts, I don't do anything. Um, if it's fine, then I just carry on. Like where do you kind of stand when it comes to that sort of side of things? Injury, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally, I literally, that is exactly what I would do as well. It's what I've done the whole time. Um, but um, I've got, I've worked out where this injury is now anyway. It's um, actually sciatica. And now I get like, it's actually all stemmed from sciatica going right through my knee. And I used to have a, for three years, I used to do banger racing and I like was in quite a big like crash. And um, I, um hurt my shoulder and stuff and for three years I could never get rid of this pain but I've started stretching out since being properly diagnosed stretching all the time all these little niggles have gone so that is another tip absolutely stretch (laughs) every body part seriously you will notice bits that aren't even connected to different bits your whole body will just like I don't know I've just really noticed that my I, I just feel so much better all over so never neglect like and that comes around like to me as well that comes around like health and looking after yourself now whereas last year I kind of didn't really care about that now I kind of do care about that like so I want to keep everything working properly and don't want to be injured do I so like, I think if you stretch and stuff it does make such a huge difference um yeah um yeah I do I do foam roll um probably not as regular as I stretch but honestly even even my friends and stuff are like oh my god really do you really not have this shoulder injury because I've always had a shoulder injury it like pops out of place and stuff um but I've like I've trained around that so don't push yourself in that area like you said just don't just don't do it because otherwise the way I look at it is you're gonna like have six weeks off whereas if you just start stretching out over a week or whatever take one week off stretch out properly and stuff then you've taken a week out and not six weeks out so I guess that's just listening to a body and stuff I guess I mean I can't really say I'm not a doctor but luckily it's only sciatica for me but it has it did I do get a funny knee it makes my knee like swell from like all the nerves and stuff and my calf swell and 
my foot's well, but um, I've managed to do things now, so to get that back. So yeah, but five weeks off of legs was hard around pre finals. That was difficult mentally, but hey ho. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's as many tips as I can give right now. <laughs> no, I think this is good actually. I think we've probably got like ten or twelve now. <laughs> good. I was just thinking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay so last question for you as I like to finish every single podcast these days I want to know something that makes you not just a bikini girl so this could be something that isn't related to fitness or anything but what people would not know about you um until you say right now so yeah what makes you not just a bikini girl Kerry okay well this could, yeah this kind of ties in quite quite cool it could tie in quite cool anyway um basically I don't know how many people you really know that raise like like money for like charity and stuff or like in, in the past I think it's like three and a half years I've actually raised four thousand one hundred and something pounds for charity oh wow and um yeah um so I am doing something else soon actually <laughs> Um, so I've done, like, I've done, what have I done before? I've done 270-mile bike ride in Asda on a static bike, 54 miles a day, so London to Brighton. <laughs> um, I did that five days on the trot, um, which was hard. Um, I did a, I did a half marathon, um, which I only planned to do, like, three days before that, um, and did that without stopping and whatever um, for a little girl, um, my friend's little girl who has a heart condition, I've done skydive, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm on to the next one now, um, and I don't really want it really based around fitness, but I'm really scared of heights. I have done a skydive, however, but you don't push yourself off. You're not meant, you're not sitting there saying, okay, right, I'm ready to go now, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm planning on a bungee jump. I really, really don't like heights either, but like doing that like half marathon for that girl who had no choice of like being how she was and stuff it's nothing is it really just a jump off that you're gonna live like it's fine but if I can raise more money in doing that because other people think it's daring or whatever then then yeah so I guess that makes me not just another bikini girl really I like doing that kind of stuff definitely so where are you gonna do the bungee jump I haven't decided yet I need like I need ideas um I want to do it like in um sort of January time um beginning of February to get myself um as raising as much money and awareness and stuff as charity I think I'm going to um do it for um my nan um her favorite place was Guild Care and they helped her a lot it's just a care home around here um and she would have really liked that so um I'm going to it always makes me emotional when I talk about her. Um, I'm going to do it for that. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, an, that, I guess that's, yeah, <laughs> a bit different. You wouldn't have guessed it, would you? So. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I would have never known that. I love that. And I think, I, well, if I was going to do a bunch of stuff, I'd just be absolutely scared that I'd get snapped off. But anyway, um, I think we should wrap it up here. If you want to shout out to any sponsors, then, um, yeah, who... Who are your sponsors and who would you like to thank for supporting you? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, um, shout out to MV Designs. Obviously, she makes every single one of my bikinis and is amazing. Um, Explosive Ape and um, I'm now newly signed to Protan. So um, shout out to all of them. And obviously a massive thanks to um, PCA 
um and my mum my dad my sister and everyone else who supports me massive thanks to everyone all the social media following everyone who's given me support basically shout out to everyone <laughs> and if people want to follow you and find you where can they go and do that um kerry sexton underscore pca pro on instagram um just kerry sexton pca pro i have a fitness page on uh facebook yeah that's how you find me (laughs) and i've made your lives a little bit easier because i've put all the links in the description below so thank you so much carrie you've been such a wicked guest to have on the show no massive thank you for having me and and do you know what like well done to yourself for even doing this because like i think it's crazy it's bringing everyone together and i think that's kind of what like you know it needs we need different opinions out there and different ways so it helps other people to find their own ways and stuff so i think that's a really positive thing that you're doing on the industry so well done to you for that oh that means a lot thank you i think it's been such a long time coming for something like this to be in the industry so people can actually start to learn more and yeah just nail it in on stage and off stage so honestly thank you so much for that (laughs) Um, yeah thank you so much for listening guys i hope you've enjoyed it if you've got this far then well done this is a bloody long episode but it's all good stuff if you have enjoyed this episode then please do please do go and leave a review and hit that subscribe button if there's anyone that you want me to have on the show or anything you want me to cover in particular then please do and make sure to head over to www.notjustbikinigirl.com for all the resources that you need and yeah just any additional information so thanks for watching so thanks for listening and i'll catch you guys in the next episode